Hello everybody, this is Captain Cats. And we are Cats. Alright, and welcome back to the show. Sorry about last week. Um, life got in the way again. So, I um, want to apologize for that. Um, so, without further ado, we're going to get to the show. And uh, uh, we'll apologize once again because as of today's recording, obviously we all know in most uh, states of this country, daylight savings time. Yes, and you know, and also for our international listeners as well. Um, sorry in advance if the time difference and stuff like that is a little bit more confusing. And if we feel tired, well, it's commonplace because it affects our biological clock. Um, I think we have to. I think we keep it up here at least in this state. Well, we'll see what we can do. So you know, to finalize, uh, we apologize, and if we feel sluggish this week, we will try to get through this for what I think two weeks before we can be all right. Yeah. So if we're you know, apologize in advance, and um, let's uh, get started. Okay, all right. So, um, yeah. So the, one of the biggest news that came out this week is that Microsoft just acquired, finished one hundred percent acquiring Bethesda. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was a pretty penny. Um, even after the uh, acquiring of Bethesda, the following day. They started putting all of their stuff on their Microsoft um, Xbox Gold Pass. So, here's the thing: Will this affect out, um, additional releases of games that were already previously was going to be released for, say, the Switch and PS4? I say uh, the general gist is obviously yes, because they because. Uh, unlike unless unlike com- movie deals where mm-hmm. yes they have a contractual obligation like okay if you're gonna do something for Fox before Fox died mm-hmm. okay we'll let it go. Video games on the other hand, unfortunately, I think mo- the most common issue is that it is the the victor who decides what to do with it because usually they either you know let the contractual go or in some cases they just like right kill it and they usually kill it you know yeah of course. Um, but here's the thing though. Um, Doom just came out. Uh, the um, the uh, DLC for Doom. Um, great reviews. Really good. It's fine and everything. But here's the thing. Say if they would continue Doom with a third installment. Is that going to be exclusive to Microsoft? Or Microsoft is going to play nice and be like, okay, we'll let you guys... We'll, we'll spread the love to Nintendo, to Sony... I know it's going to be on PC, so they wouldn't care because they own the PC market, mm. you know. But will they spread the love kindly or just like, well, this is the last time you guys are going to see Doom on set systems. If, if you want to play the next installment of Doom, get a PC or get an Xbox. Mm. That would uh, otherwise, I mean, if they own, I mean, with this purchase, they own Doom, right? Pretty much, yeah. Well, wouldn't that be counterproductive in a way? I mean, like, they could probably rake in some more money if they spread the love, as you say, mm-hmm. across um, the uh, console platforms and all that stuff. Yes. It would be very counterproductive if they're just like, nope, you got to stick with Microsoft, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, y- yes, they'll, they'll get a better um, um, focus on their, you know, the fan base, loyal fan base via Microsoft. Mm-hmm. But that's going to force everybody to buy their consoles. I think that's their long-term thing as a result. Yes. But it's not a good short-term process because everyone, you know, 
you know, I mean, we still own a PlayStation 4. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, um, if we're not willing to commit that far, then that's going to be problematic. Yes. It, well, it could be problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also on top of that, um, there's been rumors going around the mill um, that they're not done buying. They want to get more new toys. And the two toys that, that's been in the rumor mill for quite some time, one is Sega. Oh, no. I'll break that down. The other one could be an interesting one. Konami. Oh, even worse. You know, well, here's the thing. Okay. So it's been rumored that for years now, um, more now than before, that Sega was looking to get out of the gaming market. And they're willing to... And it looks like either Sony... It's always said that, oh, Sony's going to buy Sega. Oh, no, wait, it's going to be Nintendo that's going to buy Sega. I think if Microsoft were to get Sega, this would be a good thing for them. Because, let's face it, they're dead last in the gaming market in Japan. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Asian market as well. It's either Nintendo or Sony in, in that in that part of the world. Even their pachinko machines? Microsoft. Oh, no, I meant Sega. No, yeah, I don't know. See, but um, oh, that's raw Konami is king. Yeah, well, see, but here's the thing: if they purchase Sega, it will put a huge. It will actually bring them into that market in a better position. I reminded of some terms from Star Trek: Ned, Ned Next Generation. Mm-hmm. This will cause a, a, a fundamental shift of power in this in the region. Yes, and uh, that would put a lot of pressure between those involved, being. Uh, Nintendo, mm-hmm. Sony, and because it's Sega, even PC. Mm-hmm. That's true. Even the mahjong tables. <sighs> yes. Um, not only that, but also the other rumor that's going on with Konami is because since Konami has been recently letting other companies using their IP, leasing their IPs, so other companies can make other games off of their IPs and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft just comes by and be like, hey, we'd like to buy you. What do you say? They're going to be a tough cookie to crack if it comes to Microsoft, though. They've they've been around for a long time, and especially with their legendary partnership with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they could probably go to Nintendo. They could probably go to Sony. It's going to be very hard for Microsoft because of... uh, because of that, um, yeah, business relationship. Yeah, pretty much. And also, people are going to say, well, "Like, what the hell is? What the hell will Microsoft do with the likes of uh, Castlevania?" Mm-hmm. Well, what about the back catalog? I don't know. We just got to wait and see. And the Hudson Soft catalog as well. Oh yes, people. People will start crying. Especially if it comes to exclusive content exclusivity, people will cry so much foul if they have to buy the next, you know, pseudo Xbox next generation. I'm just coining that phrase because, you know, if there's going to be a next generation, um, obviously there will be a next generation console down the line. What if, what if all that stuff, you know, the back catalog will go straight to only Microsoft at that point? Yeah. People are going to, it'll boost, obviously it'll boost sales. But it'll force the likes of you and me to like, well, we gotta resign if I want my Konami score on. Well, not only that, but also too, it looks like it's gonna start another type of console war, but not for 
exclusivities. It's who has the better uh, company under their umbrella. And all the classic giants are now going to be nothing but pegs in that thing. Konami, Hudson Soft. No, not the, 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 I don't think they're going to be pegs. I think they're just going to be viable assets. No, I'm just saying, you know, that's what they're probably going to turn into. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you're going to have the likes of, <laughs> I have to say them, LJN and stuff like that. Who, you know, if they're going to somehow survive, who are they going to be on? Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Well, we already know their history with Nintendo. Sony or Microsoft? You know, yeah. it's like, it's going to turn into, like, all the legends that are dead or, or dying, that they're going to have to pick a side to either stay alive or be relevant. And what about the independent scene? Maybe it might put pressure on them to, like, okay, we need to step up our game more. We can either destroy the, the whole thing or we're forced to pick a side. Yeah. So... This is setting a precedent that could... It's Pretty a double-edged sword. It, it, it can be mutually beneficial for, you know, the small little guy and, you know, you know the big monsters. But at the same time, it could uh, lead to the extinction of uh, um, possible original content. That may be the beginning of the end of the gaming industry as we know it. Well, it has to be something as, as bad as E.T. That's what happened the first time. But now you're saying it's going to be E.T., but on the business part. Pretty much. It could. It could happen. So. And don't worry about that. It's just a peanut gallery walking around. Okay. So, moving right along. Um, Our good friends at Machinima Corps just started off a a Kickstarter campaign to re-release the God Machine. Um... So, just to let you guys know, the Kickstarter campaign has already started uh, from March 9th all the way to April uh, April 10th of this year. Um, if you guys want to get uh, any more information about it or want to, or want to know what is the God Machine, um, just to let you know, I have the original. Co- I have an original copy of the original series of the God Machine from way back when when it was released. Really good, really interesting story. Um, this new campaign, this new Kickstarter campaign from uh, Machinima Corps, is basically just re-releasing the original book, but they're going to add uh, a fresh coat of paint, new content, new uh, dialogue, more scenes, you know, little touch-ups and stuff like that, and um, and it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Um, I'm definitely going to be, I'm definitely, as of recording, if you guys, this, by the time the recording comes out and stuff like that, I'm already going to uh, back this Kickstarter up. Um, and it's really near and dear, because like, like I said, you know, I, uh, I bought the original one. I have the original book. It's great. I like it. It was different. It's unique. And uh, I can't wait to see where it's going to go from there. So if you guys want to go and support this Kickstarter, go to Kickstarter. Look up for the God Machine. The God Machine Revision. Oh, technically, the whole name of it is called the the campaign is called the God Machine Volume One Revision. You can go to thegodmachine.com. There'll be uh, links to uh, to the Kickstarter campaign, and even if you um, no not dot com. I'm sorry, the God Machine dot org. Yes, sorry. Um, 
yeah, so if you go to thegodmachine.org, um, there's going to be a nice little um, video, which I like, trust me. It, it, just watch it for yourself. It's a real treat. Um, and then from there, you could just go to the Kickstarter. There's different tiers of what you of what you can support the Kickstarter with. So uh, just take a look over there and uh, tell them that Cat the Cat sent you. Yeah. And uh, besides that... We Are Cats saw a very interesting film the other day. We had, um, we've been, we've been dying to watch this film for quite some time, and we wanted to discuss about it, and what was that film? Oh, it was, uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Alright. Okay. So there's been a lot of buzz with this film. A lot of positive buzz, especially when it comes to the Golden Globes and the Oscars. Now, in terms of being nominated for a Golden Globe and for the consideration of the Oscars as well, do you think this film has a chance to could be nominated and maybe a possible chance of winning either or? Um, I would have to say yes. Okay. Why is that? Um... Well, obviously, it p- portrays the events, and, and it shows, um, I think his first name was Fred, Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. uh, the Illinois-Chicago uh, uh, chapter of the Black Panthers. Um, uh, I, need, I need to see the name of the, uh, 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 the, the actors and actresses, because they, they were just so great. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they should at least win a, no- a nomination, or, or, or win something from the Oscars. They, they have to. Mm-hmm. And what about the Golden Globe? Um, who's getting the Golden Globe? Well, no, because like usually to say that whatever film gets nominated at the Golden Globes, usually nine out of ten times it automatically they get a nomination for the Oscars. And if they do win a Golden Globe, that's like already like a shoe in to be nominated. Well, I'd have to say um, who was the director? I think it was Shaka King. He's got to be a run in the money for best director. I'm, I'm sorry, he's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, uh, he or, or, or she uh, did a great job with the with the direction of the film, the fo- the pacing of the film. Mm-hmm. You know how how um, uh, you know it built up to that horrible horrible moment mm-hmm. uh, at the end of uh, Fred Hampton's life. Right. the hands of uh, the government via the FBI. Right. Um, do you recommend people to see this film? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, know, um, you know, this is a well-documented thing that wasn't really talked about. Mm-hmm. It was probably talked about uh, a few times in documentaries, including the life, because they showed snippets of uh, the actor portraying... Um, uh, uh, who was that informant that took him down? It was O'Neill, I believe. Mm-hmm. And anyways, they showed the real, like a, p- a snippet at the very end of the real guy in person, o- o- O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And, and it also shows the, the aftermath of what happened that, that terrible, terrible day. Right. And um, it shows that movie, as well as you know the real life events, it just shows that uh, this type of stuff could still possibly be, it is still happening today. Mm-hmm. And 
somehow people are not, some people are not learning. Mm -hmm. You can say like, like after seeing this film, you can just literally just say, like, from a, uh, not from a political point of view, I'm saying from more of a cinematography, Hollywood, a nomination point of view. Will it catch fire in terms of, yeah, it's going to get buzz. There's going to be a lot of buzz about it. It has to be nominated for this and that, you know, uh, you know, uh, award seasons around the, like it's already around the corner with just recently the Grammys just happened. Uh, congratulations to all the people who were nominated and, and the winners of, of, the, of this year's Grammys, you know, like, what do you think? Is it going to catch fire? Well, to me, it is catching fire. I'm worried that it may not catch enough fire. You know, like, you know, when you do your barbecues and, uh, um, and you know, the fire starts to die out because of certain factors. You know, you know, wind. Maybe you're doing it on a cloudy day where there's moisture. Or just the fact that, you know, you didn't... Something, you didn't pile the charcoal right to keep it burning. You know, that sort of thing. Right. In terms of this movie, um, hopefully there shouldn't be any of those types of things in the form of uh, other contenders. Mm -hmm. You know, there could be, for instance, uh, I don't know if there's any buzz about News of the World, mm -hmm. you know, starring Tom Hanks, there's that one, or um, certain buzz about other pictures that shouldn't be deserving. Yeah, I mean... It, it's pretty banal, especially, uh, it reminds me of that time, you know, we were a bit little, and we saw that one Oscars where the English patient won Best Picture, and we were like, what? Oh, yeah. And, and who were we rooting for that year? I know it was uh, I know it was a good movie, but then it was like the English patient one, I'm like, yeah, I, I actually saw that, I saw the whole thing, I didn't like it. Um, well, it wasn't as, well, I'm sorry to say this, but it wasn't as... It's not as bad as Titanic, where I actually fell asleep. Yeah, but it was close there. But I'm, but but then, but but I'm like, really, the English patient, mm -hmm. right? There shouldn't be movies that are like that to me, and for some reason they're deserving, and yet you know maybe they have certain things that are banal. They might have certain topics that are like, well, doesn't that remind you of this other movie or this other movie? You know. Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, derivatives, mm -hmm. you know, like right. maybe it's a watered down derivative, or they probably took a, a, you know, it's a different version. I don't know. Of course. And yet it receives praise. You know, Judas and the Black Messiah is to me is kind of a, a breath of fresh air in terms of you know, um, certain movies that have uh, are inspired by uh, real life actual events, mm -hmm. and and it shows that you know. Not all movies have a, a happy ending, you know. Oh, yeah. This, you know, this is a type of thing that goes on. It will, hopefully, it will end someday, but not anytime soon. Right. Because remember, this happened in 60, 69, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 1969. And here we are, uh, 50, wait, 60, 70, 80, 90, 09, 19. So what? Fifty-two, almost fifty-two years, mm -hmm. and it's just things haven't changed. No, they have changed, but they have, they have not really changed for the better. I'm thinking more of stagnant. 
It's it, there is no change because it's stagnant. Hmm. You know this type of movie, um, as well as you know what happened with uh, George Floyd. It, it shows that. Mm-hmm. Well, like I like I said, some people are not willing to learn. Yeah. I won't mention who they are, but they know who they are, and they're not willing to learn. Yeah. And that's why you know. I mean, come on! You I mean this this movie? Yeah, give it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just praying that you know the <laughs> using these allegories, the water, the misplaced charcoal, or or a moist moist day or something, doesn't ruin the br- the fire that this movie deserves. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, especially if I don't like those nominations. Well, we just gotta wait and see because soon, right after the Golden Globes, that's when the nominations for your, um, the Oscars come out. So we just gotta wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one more little thing too before we go, we also watched another movie, and it's okay. So we watched Wally's Wonderworld. Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Okay. Because so- I read up before. Uh, um- um, typing, uh, it's actually done, but oh, not published yet. The uh, my my little review on it, mm-hmm. and it was actually originally called Wally's Wonderland, but they didn't want any uh, <laughs> uh, copyright issues because I think there existed a, a real life place called Wally's Wonderland. Oh. but you know, it was a yeah, friendly yeah. place. They didn't want any troubles. Yeah, so they okay, it. okay, yeah. So yeah, um, I'm just gonna come out and bluntly say it. Okay. This film is nowhere... Okay. It's not one of those films you expect. It just... It's one of those films, like... If you need a time killer... To sit down and watch during the day... Until you gotta go somewhere... Or you could just play in the background... Or something like that. It's one of those films. But... If you actually do sit down and pay attention to it... You know... You actually be surprised. It's pretty damn entertaining. Yeah, I liked it. The story doesn't make sense... Because it doesn't need to make sense. The, or it intentionally is not supposed to make sense. Because right. I wrote a little piece where, like, you know, the main character, he's just there, he's doing his job, and he's he's focused on one thing, doing his job because he wants a scar. Right. And uh, when the time comes to uh, <laughs> go against the evils that are there, you know how... Um, if you know in a horror movie, if you're in a groups or if you have like uh, someone like Ash from the Evil Dead, right? Well, actually, uh, um, other horror movies. I'm sorry, not not Ash from the Evil Dead, where you know you might have the one hero or something, right? And he has like, and not this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he gives. I'm just here to do my job. Yeah, that's it. And once he once he confronts one of the evils, he's like. He has that face of like, is this one of those things where I got to do such and such uh, just for the sake of it? You know what? Fuck it. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> he goes completely contrary to the, to some of the established tropes in horror, horror, horror films. That's what gave it also a comedic tone. Yeah, he just goes, oh, Brock Samson. <laughs> Only to ruin one scene when when he uh, goes after it all. Fall, to me, the whole story humorously falls apart. But you know, in in, in benefit to uh, you know 
um, to, to, to the movie as, as whole. It all falls apart when he goes against the ostrich first. Oh, yeah. You know, he's cleaning, the ostrich is not moving, but you see his face, he's, it doesn't change. He's like, you can, but you can tell it somehow in his gesture, he's like, great. Let's see what happens. I know it's going to happen. Let's just watch. And then face to face, he's like, come on, let's go. You know, and, and, and even the ostrich is like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be doing this action and this action. Yeah, it's like a game of cat and yeah. mouse, you know. No, you're supposed to be the hero, and I'm supposed to mess you up, you know, significantly. But then, you know, how come you're not moving? <laughs> and he just goes, "All right." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> you know. Oh, like, kind of like that one episode of like I was saying, like. Like the Venture Brothers, Brock, you know, uh, I think the pilot, the pilot's a good, a good reference where, you know, they're at the UN and then all of a sudden, you know, alligator, and then Brock takes out his knife and then just murders his alligator, and then, you know, and then he just calmly just says, you know, eh, I must have stole it back when we were down in Brazil, Doc, you know, don't worry, I'll take good care of it. And then, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the UN guards are just like, you know, uh, halt, sir, we can't let you in. Uh, he's my bodyguard. Well, still, sir, can't let you in. You know, he's carrying a weapon. I have to confiscate it from you. Oh, yeah, and then and, Brock is like, go ahead. Take it. I want you to. Yeah, and then you just, yeah, and then, you know, you see the body, you see the UN guard looks at his other buddy, and he's just like, you know, uh, no, no, no. You know, it was, it was just like that. Yeah, except it? in this scenario, the UN guard would have actually murdered Brock Samson <laughs> because he's not going to be, you know, there's an established rule. He's not going to play. He's like, F it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, so, even though uh, Willie's Wonderland is not going to win any Oscars anytime soon, or, heck, who knows, maybe I get nominated for a Razzie. But, um, um, but well deserved, though. Um, all in all, it's not the greatest movie of all time, but it's one of those movies that I know later down the road, say like 10 years from now, it's gonna get a stupid cult following. Oh, maybe. I mean, like I said, it, it does, uh, to me, it shows that it's critiquing some of the, 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 Stereotypical tropes of horror movies. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously... uh, um, Those meddling kids. Yeah, those meddling kids. Like, what are you doing there? Stop it. Yeah. And, you know, the usual, like, horror tropes. You know, you have... um, You always have a sex scene or two. Yeah. And And they they, never turn out pretty. Yeah. So, in some parts, I'm rolling my eye. You know... No, he's equal opportunity. He kills anybody who does that, period. Yeah, but, no, but he was the first one to, to do that. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying, you know, um, you know, the obligatory sex scene, but it turns into, like, death. It's like, you know, that scenes like that, you know, they make me start being like, ugh, another one of those things. But uh, the one that stole the show is obviously the one that literally doesn't speak a word. Yes, the, the main character does not 
speak a single word, except mm-hmm. for the occasional grunts when he starts, you know, does his thing. Now I'm playing pinball. And playing pinball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's com- he, like, you know, there's like, a, a, you know, characters in the story or in mm-hmm. a film. He is the anti-character. Yeah. A good scene, a case in point, uh, just one other. They're about to, you know, him and this other girl who's, who, uh, they were about to confront another one of the machines. He's about to get business ready. And then, beep, 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 beep. His watch tells him, oh, you're on break. And he's like, gesturing like, mm, fine. Gives the girl the, the let's go of the, 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 the monsters, like whatever, holding it back. Like, okay, let him go. Gives the girl the knife and is like, see you in an hour. And he plays pinball. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So, if you're bored, got nothing better to lose, got nothing better to watch, go watch that. It's only an hour and a half. You got nothing to lose. Well, actually, you have everything to lose, and, so, and somehow that's good. <laughs> the only thing to, have to gain is some of those tropes. Yeah. All right, then, folks. So that's it for this week's show. I hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Once again, we're sorry. We'll, you know, we'll try better next time. Um, until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Keep wearing your mask, physical social distancing, and be kind to one another out there. We're somewhat at the halfway point of this whole COVID thing. So, you know, if we play by the rules more, you know, still play by the rules, you know, and be safe, safe and stuff like that, might be sooner or later we'll, we'll be able to go outside and play. Safely, nevertheless. All right, then. So until then, I am Captain Cats. And we are Cats. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great day, a great rest rest of your week, and we will see you guys next week. Until then, take care. Beware the Ides of March tomorrow. Yo-ho.